0: We'll explore its history and evolution to today, which is that the sheer wonder of the ketogenic way of eating has changed untold number of lives, unlike anything before it. And in case I forget to mention it, please join our Facebook group, Keto Naturopath. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Keto Naturopath. This is Dr. Carl lowell Well, today we're going to do something we've never done before, and it's been about a year and a half that we've been doing these podcasts, and today will be the first time we're going to use this exclusively to talk about a program that we've been slowly creating inch by inch, revision by revision, and that's a keto coaching program, but it's become a lot more than that. So I wanted to tell you about that today because we have a very narrow window for enrollment, which will be the end of next week by may 16th and so i think it's important to say why are we doing a keto coaching program we've done a couple of programs before that people had to pay for and um, they certainly were different but each time we learned what people really wanted i mean they wanted the they wanted the, the results they wanted the benefits and they wanted to know how to do that clearly they did but in all the people that we've talked to on these podcasts and my experience in various clinics and so on. And I've realized that, you know, most keto programs that I've seen implemented clinically really only have about a 40% success rate. That means 60% of the people that come in wanting to have the benefits of the ketogenic diet, usually that's at the top of the list is weight loss, but it could be infertility, it could be various special conditions, it could be, then you put epilepsy and a lot of other conditions without going too deep into that category. But why is it that 60% of, let's say the less extravagant cases to deal with, couldn't manage to create the benefits? Uh, this is the question I've asked myself. So when I would see how these things were implemented, what I realized that Um, It really didn't matter what the cut and dry instructions were given to a particular patient. You really had to bring them along. And that was a truism I got out of my own clinical work as well. Uh, You could tell a person to do something. You could tell a patient what to do. You can give them a treatment plan. But you really had to repeat some of that. You had to bring them by measured steps forward. Don't give them all 25 steps they'll probably get through two and quit and probably never come back. <laughs> you know, They need a few things to do, ideally one, and then two, and then three. So there's that. But there's also the lack of assessing. So in most clinics, they actually do a metabolic panel, which is your lipids and usually not much else. So the assessment aspect uh, really needs to be opened up. Why not look at um, other things in these particular lives. Why not look at, yeah, your I'm going to throw out some panels Your lipid panels, which is your cholesterol and so on. What about inflammatory markers? What about things like, uh, you know, your insulin and, and your glucose, of course, your A1C. What about things like insulin-like growth factor, B12, folate, methylmalonic acid, homocysteine, inflammatory marker, CRP. So putting that together as a panel, that's a great assessment to have because people are not all in the same spot. So if they all start at the same spot, they're going to get very different results. So you need to kind of bring some people up to the starting line, and that's just what we call a metabolic panel. So that's really important, a more comprehensive metabolic panel without going too crazy. What about people that, um, frankly, have had a standard American diet? and I'm not just talking about the macros of fats and proteins and carbohydrates, I'm talking about the quality of those foods, they more than likely will be nutritionally deficient. So then the question comes, how do you measure nutritional deficiency? So what we do is we actually measure that. We have labs that measure that on an intracellular basis. So we have a panel done. It comes back and sort of points out some pretty key things. So why that's helpful to me as a physician, as the coach, is that it gives me a step to show that the patient really wasn't at the starting line with everybody else. They were set back a few places because they had certain deficiencies. And then if I can do a panel which comes from their genome, your genomes or all your chromosomes you got from mom and dad. So if we can do a scan of their genome, and there's a lot of places you can get this done. And I just look for a few mutations called singular nuclear polymorphisms, or SNPs. There's an encyclopedia of SNPs, and we all have our different SNPs. But I look for a few that can be 1A addressed, and 2 they're common enough to know that these things actually are an issue. And some SNPs really slow down a certain part of one's metabolism. It's easy to address, and if you find out this is one of the things that certain people have and couple that together with whatever you found on the nutrition deficiency panel, you know, you really have a nice piece of information of something that you can act on and it will bring them back up to the starting line, if you will. Okay. Um, what else can we look into? Well, we can even look into, and this is common as people get older or maybe not even older, you look into a hormone panel and finding out what's high, what's low, and what's connected to their particular wish. And if they were a patient, you'd say, what's connected to their chief complaint? So it's common enough to say it's infertility, both for men and women, and usually in opposite reasons. Uh, men are usually low testosterone, and women are increased testosterone, and both could be related to you know, one's diet, which is easy to address. So now you have a more complete, call it a three- or four-dimensional look at this person and when we bring in the the starting line now if you will a 90 day ketogenic diet that we're going through and locking down how to do that now we will be looking at macros and following this and having them having people having you go through this with your particular set of information your obstacles and deficiencies and so on and having eliminated them it really provides an open door to that 60% of people that did not get results, doing it by just a cut and dry, here's your instruction, go off and do it and see me in a month or two or three or four, it allows them to see that these are things that need to be addressed. And then should you retest, let's say six months later, three or six months later, whatever you'd like to do, no earlier than that. Then you provide a kind of transparency of, look, we were at A and now we're at B and the third part of the story is you've gone through the 90 days and you've seen what has transpa- what has changed so in that that's quite a lot of quite a lot of layers to put together to create that starting line if you will and so we consider this a ketogenic centric health plan then it's tremendously successful, but it's taken us a year and a half to sort of slice this in place layer by layer without making it so complicated that you go off into so many different rabbit holes. But just take things that you can act on. The fifth component, we have in essence a star emblem to represent our plan, is about environmental toxins. I saved that for last because, yes, it can be a big issue and I personally did a lot of heavy metal chelation when we had our practice up in Connecticut, and it was dramatic. But I'd like to save that for last because that can kind of confuse people. So when we look at that, we address things that that most people can take care of themselves. And if there's something harder to address that you can't dress yourself, such as heavy metals, well, how do you assess that? And what do you do to treat that? Or where would you go to have that treated? And uh, a lot of that is pretty straightforward. Times have made that a lot easier than it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago. So that's sort of our background in what we do. So this is our ketogenic, our keto coaching program, if you will. We have it very comprehensive, but the idea is to work with a 60% of people that just couldn't get going. And you know, they didn't know why. They thought, no, this doesn't work either. If it was about weight loss, this doesn't work either, and other things didn't work. And that reminds me of a story, and I uh, sent out a series of emails, and if you're interested, please send me your email, and I'll send you out the emails that we sent. And if you're really interested, I'll send you a, an application form. I'll get to the application form in a second. But um, one of the cases that I that I uh, wrote about in one of my emails saying that, you know, it's not just keto, was a woman who always wanted to lose weight. And she said, you know, uh, diets don't work for me. She said, you know, unless I completely starve myself or, you know, I go through this yo-yo, it's on again, it's off again, it's on again, it's off, off again. She had no faith whether it was Weight Watchers or South Beach or you name your favorite diet. It just didn't work for her. It did and then it didn't so we went through and did it, our analysis if you will and realized that you know she was correct she just didn't have enough of an enzyme that basically carries fat in to the mitochondria not to get too complicated but we've talked about some of these things in past interviews and so therefore it was a real obstacle if she couldn't get it to the place that your fats being burned how could she lose weight well that was actually a pretty easy fix it was a very easy fix and her Uh, genome. She had SNPs that related to this and off and away. So that was a real, turned on a light and set her life on fire. That was tremendously satisfying to be part of that clarification and to uh, treat. So it wasn't complicated. You just needed to know, needed to know where this person was starting from. And that's kind of one of my themes. You really need to address and find out where people are starting from and then look at where they want to go. Most, most of us pretty much want to go to the same place. We want to be leaner and stronger. That reminds me to another thing. You know, building muscle is critical. Muscle mass, real muscle mass, the kind you can pinch on your bicep or your thigh or your, your abdomen is important. And people who are under muscled, and there's a word called sarcopenia, it really means that you're under muscled, is that. They, you need to have muscle mass. It's the single most important variable to have relative to what they call all-cause mortality. So when you look at all the reasons people die at each particular, I think it's over 40, age 40, they are, right, well, whether it was car accident or disease or uh, stroke or something, that the number one factor that they had that was associated with all-cause mortality was low muscle mass. So there's that, and that actually wasn't the point that I was heading to. It's a it's a part of your metabolism that has to be there. It allows for normal glucose levels. It's a consumer of glucose. It has a lot of its own hormones called cytokines and so on. But to keep it simple, muscle mass has to be sufficient. There's even a category called TOFI people. What does TOFI mean? TOFI means they are... Thin, which is the T on the outside, that's the O, and fat on the inside, toffee. And so same thing as sarcopenia. It's a lot of people can look like they're not obese, but basically they are very fat. They've just been people who have never developed any particular muscle mass. So as much as I'd like to say you could sit in your armchair and just do all these tests and we're going to come up with something you know, that you can do without much effort, that won't be true. Because muscle mass can only be developed by resistance training or what they call high intensity training. And we'll get into that. We'll get into why you need to do that. We'll look at the metabolism so you know what's happening. And I think that's very important. So when people know these components of their lives, certainly they can drift away from them, but they'll know where to come back to. And I can guarantee in the big picture to maintain your own results. Now we're going to assume you've achieved what you wanted to achieve it's very easy to maintain this. It's it's not like oh my gosh I need all this stuff. No, you don't need all this stuff. What you need is an understanding of how to do this, and the understanding will be easy, and we'll repeat it, and you'll be followed. So I, I think that's to me this is the program we've been looking for to develop is to identify to explain, and then people can choose whether they want to get tested or not, and and that will be on them. But knowing what to do absolutely priceless, as they say. And there was another woman, um, and this is actually representative of a category that, yeah, her primary issue was infertility, PCOS. In part, PCOS can be treated by the ketogenic diet. And in part, PCOS can be certainly identified hormonally and so on, can be helped out nutritionally as well. So when you put these three together, it's, it's phenomenal. And so that's almost getting to be an old saw, as they say, something you can say over and over and over again, a type of infertility. And sometimes it's not necessarily PCOS for men, which you would think that there would be a men's form of PCOS, a little more, uh, some sort of acronym that you could use, but it's not, but primarily uh, with low testosterone. So how did certain men get to be low testosterone? And you know that uh, there is such a thing as testosterone treatment therapy replenishment therapy, but you don't even have to go that far if you address some of the nutritional snips, perhaps in certain cases. And, um, and, and so bring them up to starting line. So there's a lot of basic things that one can do. And that's what we went wanting to do. Certainly that's was the nature of my practice. When people would come in to talk with me and have their appointments, you know, across a desk and then to follow up, was, you know, what is the issue? We're going to go a little deeper. We're just not going to give you this little pill and go out and feel better. If there was a pill for every particular condition, the problem with that pill is people had no understanding, A, what the pill is, how the pill works, and they didn't take responsibility in terms of learning how they actually are in charge of making an improvement in their life. And that's a big miss. So the pill idea is very comfortable. I mean, that's why supplements are out there. And that's semi-controversial since there's now so many supplements sold by everybody and their neighbor, but certainly applied appropriately. And that's actually called orthomolecular medicine. That is, you diagnose, you see there's a deficiency, and then you fill in the deficiencies. And I would add to that, you look into your SNPs, your genome, and that allows another level of addressing. So that's where you use some of these things. And not forever, short term. But at least you've brought that seer of understanding, of knowledge, to the person. So the person knows. The person's in charge. They don't have to keep coming back to me. I mean, the best part of practice was firing your patients. You're good. You know what you're doing. You know what you need to do. Go away. See me in two years. Or if something else comes up. Um, And that's how it should be. To provide an independence so you go off in your own way. So that's what we've been working on, and it's taken a long time, uh, primarily a lot of that, and it's going to improve for sure, primarily a lot of that is whittling it down to the core things that really need to be included. So you can almost say anybody, can you say 100% and then everybody will come and get uh, benefits from uh, implementing the ketogenic lifestyle with these other things? Probably not, but probably pretty darn high. How about 99%? So, that's been our goal is to be holistic without being so long winded and saying these are the things to look at. Everybody can go off into a rabbit hole in every little aspect of this nutrition and genomes and hormones and toxins. But it's to sort of say what are the most appropriate things that we need to address? Let's address them and let's move on. With that, I'm going to say this please send me in your email for one. If you're interested, send me in your email and we will send you an application. And the reason I, I say application, not enrollment form is because having been through this a number of times is that I'm looking for people that are really interested. And uh, I remember one person that, you know, we, we, there's a question there. It's a couple page application because I'd like to know a little more about your background and so on. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you in participating in this? And if somebody says five, I dismiss them. I'll contact them, but I'm not going to you know, spend 90 days or longer bringing them up to being excited. That, that, that part's not my job. My job is about education and I'm very supportive for people, but if they're more interested in that, I'm looking for eights and nines, uh, that shows some motivation and that shows your willingness to do some work because there is going to be some work. It's not what I'm going to do for you, but it's what we're going to do together. And it will be exciting and uh, it will be pretty dramatic. So that was the first thing. So send me your email, and I'll send you an application, and I can also send you out some of the emails we sent out to people from our that were interested from our Facebook group. And they're now waiting for the fourth email, which is basically me sending them, encouraging them to uh, sign up with the uh, application. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye. I hope I see you on the other end. Now, let me tell you what's coming up in terms of future podcasts. We have a two-part podcast coming up with Dr. Christopher Palmer, that's really exciting because he's a psychiatrist and he's brought the ketogenic diet into the realm of, of psychiatry to treat various behavioral disorders. Now, this is a far cry than treating obesity. When you're into behavioral, you know, psychological disorders such as obsessive compulsive disorders or bipolar or schizophrenia, it's, you know, these are generally conditions that have been, you know, controlled, quote unquote, via medications. And so to offer a diet, that also means a, a greater vigilance of these patients. So that's quite a paradigm shift. That actually is a paradigm shift. So it's remarkable what he's doing. Uh, he's a joy to talk to. So that will be a two-parter. Then we're going to get into uh, processed food and processed food addictions and, There's four or five other interviews coming in after that. So it's all very exciting to look forward forward to. And I'll do some prequels ahead of time because I think it's important to know the specifics of what we're going to be talking about so it frees up the the person I'm interviewing to speak from their point of knowledge instead of having to explain everything as we're uh, talking. So with that, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Dr. Goldkamp. I thought I would take a moment of your time To tell you about something that we've been working on for a long time. And that is our product of C8 keto MCT oil. How is it different, and why would you even care about it? It's the highest purity you can find in the market, which is 99.7% caprylic acid triglyceride. And by the way, that's backed up by a certificate of analysis. It's not just me making up these numbers. But I think the bigger story behind our C8 MCT oil is not only that it is the most efficient way for you to create ketones naturally. And that is all three ketones, your beta-hydroxybutyrate, your acetoacetate, and your acetone. That's important. But the other part is it supports sustainably harvested palm oil. Why would you care? Because all the other C8 oil products out there, not the MCT oils, but the C8 MCT oils, some people call them ketogenic oils out there, they come from palm oil and palm farming specifically palm kernel farming in Southeast Asia is decimating the rainforest there. Absolutely. You go on right now to Google or to YouTube and say palm oil Southeast Asia, and you will be in tears at the end of 10 minutes when you see the destruction that's happening. This is not part of that. This is the exception. So it's called RSPO, Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil. You have to apply for it. You have to be audited by them. And it's a long, rigorous process. And it took us two years to bring this product to market. I hope you care, and I know you'll care about the efficiency in which it helps you make ketones. By the way, we don't drink this like it's a fluid. We put a little bit in our coffee, we make our mayonnaise out of it, we make uh, various salad dressings out of it when we have a salad. It's basically a, I hate to say crutch, but it's my aid to keeping me in ketosis when I wanna be in ketosis. It's fast, it's long-lasting, certainly long, longer-lasting than exogenous ketones and much more holistic, as I mentioned, with all three ketones. That's about as much as I want to say. I hope you look into it. I hope you uh, take your ketones readings on a regular basis as along with your glucose. If you do, then you really value this product. All the best, and I thought you should know.